Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Crypto Chats. Um, it occurred to me the other day that I have never once introduced myself on my own show. Um, and this is episode like 47 or something. Like I've been I've been going since like 2020, like in the summer. So it's crazy that I've never told you guys who I am. And some of you already know, obviously, but um, I think starting now I'm going to start introducing myself. So um we're going to pretend that that this is a fresh start. So, ready? Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of Crypto Chats. I'm your host, Kenzie Gleason. This week I have a really fun one for you. I actually have talked about this on a clubhouse room before. Um, like way back in, uh, you know, January of like 2021 or something. Um, I can't remember what the what the topic was that night, maybe Lake Monsters, I'm not sure. Um, but I have I have done this one before in, in another setting. We're going to talk about the Bear Lake Monster. Um, this story is really interesting and has like a, a really specific tie for me, which I cannot wait to tell you guys about because it is one thing about me that nobody ever guesses until I tell them. So without further ado, let's get into it. On July 27th, 1868, an article appeared in what would now be called Garden City's local news publication, The Deseret News, detailing numerous encounters with a lake monster said to inhabit nearby Bear Lake in Utah. The author was one Joseph C. Rich, a newly settled colonist with heavy ties to the Church of the Latter-day Saints, aka the Mormon Church. His article reads, all lakes, caves, and dens have their legendary histories. Tradition loves to throw her magic wand over beautiful dells and lakes and people them with fairies, giants, and monsters of various kinds. Bear Lake has also has its monster tale to tell, and when I have told it, I will leave you to judge whether or not it merits, its merits are merely traditionary. Rich goes on to tell encounters by the Shoshone people. You'll note that I edited the original text to something a little bit more appropriate than the way it was originally written in the 1800s. The indigenous people say that there is a monster animal which lives in the lake that has captured and carries away people while in the lake swimming. But they say it has not been seen by them for many years, not since the buffalo inhabited the valley. They represent it as being of the serpent kind, but having legs about 18 inches long, on which they sometimes crawl out of the water a short distance on the shore. They say it also spurts water upwards out of its mouth. Now, it seems that this water devil, as the indigenous people call it, has made an appearance again. A number of the new white people declare it that they have seen it with their own eyes. This bear-like monster, they now call it, is causing a great deal of excitement up here. The article continues on for another page or so, detailing the other encounters with the bear-like monster. The descriptions given for this lake serpent didn't always match each other, uh, but they often had strong similarities, which led the crowd of inhabitants around Bear Lake to start looking out for a 40-foot-long, slimy, gray creature with the head of an alligator and short but extremely powerful legs. Almost every incident detailed a person swimming or boating when they encountered the creature, some claiming that it tried to drag them down to the bottom of the lake, and others saying that it just sat in the water and watched them for a period of time before losing interest and swimming away. But since no deaths have ever been linked to the Bear Lake monster, it's pretty safe to say that it did not succeed in drowning anyone. A couple of sightings detailed a larger creature with a smaller one alongside it, suggesting a family of lake monsters. Um, I think there were probably like 10 or 11 of those type of sightings where people claimed to see it with 
um, a smaller one. Um, so it wasn't just, you know, one or two. It was a whole bunch of people were seeing this creature with, you know, maybe a baby or something. By the end of the year 1868, it was near impossible to find someone in the area who did not believe in the Bear Lake monster. Just about every resident was certain that something odd was living in the lake, and it wasn't long until the LDS, which is the Church of the, the Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, took interest in the creature as well. If you'll remember from the beginning of this story, Joseph C. Rich um, is really in the Mormon church, um, and his article launched the LDS into a full investigation of the lake monster. Now, the thing that I wanted to share with you guys that um, is why it's so relevant, this is a little bit more relevant to me, is that I actually grew up going to the Church of Latter-day Saints. Um, my parents are both Mormon, uh, which is really not that usual in um, New England, but there are Mormon churches in New England. Um, and my parents are, well, they, I, they're not super, you know, heavy, heavily practicing nowadays, but when we were kids, they were. And we, I went to Mormon church until I was about 13. Um, and that's something about me that a lot of people don't know and are usually surprised to learn it, which I'm, I fair, um, based on, you know, everything else about me, that makes sense. That's surprising. Um, but yeah, that's why I think that part of the reason why I think this story is so interesting. Um, so just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Um, not trying to, you know, derail too much. So anyway, the traveling missionaries of the LDS on preaching tours around Bear Lake would also ask residents questions about the beast and take detailed notes on any encounters they came across, following up with various eyewitnesses and essentially chasing these stories around during the extent of their trip. Over the following months, stories and tales of sightings and encounters started to double, popping up in local newspapers from all around the area and not just Bear Lake. People were claiming to see these lake monsters in rivers as well as other lakes in the region that were not connected to Bear Lake, leading people to suggest that there were um, there was a system of underground water tunnels that and that the singular Bear Lake monster was traveling through um, to make appearances everywhere. Eventually, the interest of the LDS grew large enough that the LDS church president at the time, Brigham Young, decided to get directly involved in the investigation for the creature. His reasoning was simply curiosity, stating that he wanted to find out for himself whether or not these were of an honest tale of a serpent or only a fish story. Young's method of investigation was literally just to send a very long rope to Paris, Idaho, uh, which is the town that borders Bear Lake on the Idaho side of it, um, to aid in the capture of the creature somehow. Don't really know what a very long rope would have done. Maybe if there was a net attached to it, but simply just a rope. I don't really know what he was doing with that. Anyway, Young wasn't the only person hellbent on finding and capturing this creature for personal gain. An unnamed local resident spent actual time and effort putting together plans for a trap consisting of a large baited hook attached to a 20-foot cable and 300 yards of one-inch rope with a buoy at the end with a flagstaff inserted and an anchor attached to keep the trap perpendicular. So that's a lot. Just mentally picture that. But that's not it, because from there, you also need 100 yards of three-quarter inch rope that would be extended and tied to a tree onshore. Um, I would really like it if someone could draw up that, you know, 
thingamabob that this uh, person has has made up. This trap. Can someone draw me the schematics for that? Because I really would like to see what it actually looks like. Um, I think there's just like too many parts of it for my brain to be able to put it together. Anyway. Um, unfortunately for this unnamed resident of the Bear Lake area, the monster was never caught and his hopes and dreams of being more famous than P.T. Barnum with his infamous Fiji mermaid were smashed. Um, as with a lot of monster sightings, interest died a few weeks later for the most part, and many of the Bear Lake residents stopped caring so much about the alleged serpent living in their lake. 26 years later, in 1894, Joseph C. Rich publicly declared that he had made the entire story up. He called the creature a wonderful first-class lie and claimed that every part of his story was false, but he did not go on to discount the sightings made by other residents or the stories of the Shoshone people whose tales about water spirits and Bear Lake date back to a time far before white people stepped foot on this land. That's really important to note. Um, and I, I find myself thinking about this a lot because there are a lot of creatures that, you know, white people, um, you know, those early day colonizers will come in and, and say, oh, well, you know what? I made the story of this thing up. I created this. And it discounts the indigenous people who have, um, some of these creatures kind of embedded in their lore. Um, it really just kind of writes off years and years and years of oral tradition of, you know, some of these creatures and stuff, and the Shoshone people have um, a creature uh, called water babies, which are just water spirits. Um, but one of those water babies is said to inhabit Bear Lake. Um, and I, I know that you guys know where I stand on this, but to me, there is truth in folklore, um, at least some amount, uh, because that's where it all stems from. Um, I, I can go on about that another time, but I just think it's it's really weird when people, you know, these like weird white men that start writing articles about creepy monsters and then being like, I made it up and it discounts everybody else that's ever, you know, said that they've seen it. You know, the people who kind of followed in his footsteps or the indigenous people that have lived here way longer than any of us could have ever dreamed of. So anyway, moving on. Fast forwarding about 13 years, the sightings of the creature started up again. In 1907, two men reported that the Bear Lake Behemoth, and that's what they called it, had attacked their camp on shore and killed one of their horses. Now, you might be thinking, what the hell? This is a lake monster, how is it on shore? But if you remember, it was supposed it was um supposedly had legs so it could walk up on shore and the Shoshone people told tales of these water baby this water devil spirit being able to walk up on shore um, and terrorize them from there so that is important to remember in 1937 a four-year-old claimed to see the beast again and then in 1946 a boy scout leader spoke of spotting it once again the last reported sighting of this creature was in 2002 uh, when a business owner in Bear Lake named Brian Hershey claimed to have seen the beast. Um, and this is just the last sighting that I could find any information about. Um, I saw real briefly somebody had posted that there was a sighting in 2007. I'm not totally sure about that. If you have information about that, I would love to hear it. Um, so, you know, please shoot me a DM. But anyway, this sighting of this man, Brian Hershey, is particularly interesting because... 
Hershey owns a pontoon boat company modeled after the Bear Lake monster that runs on Bear Lake. And according to him, he didn't even initially believe in the creature when he bought the business in 1999. Just simply saw it as a good way to make a profit off of the area's monster. Um, and, you know, then he, in 2002, spotted the creature for himself and went on to say that it was really interesting being in this what he called elite club of people who have seen the creature because once you're part of that club it does not matter what anybody else thinks about it so that's a really weird way to phrase that but basically um he's just kind of like i don't care if you believe me which is interesting so anyway we've got a couple theories um from the people who live in that area or you know people on the outside that just want to explain it away um, and some of them are kind of interesting. Naturally, this is one of those creatures that, because it's a lake monster, and lake monsters always get this, like, label slapped on them right away. Oh, it's a dinosaur. Oh, it survived extinction, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, full of shit. That's not, that's not real. Um, so that was one that, I can't remember what kind of dinosaur. I didn't even bother writing it down because at this point you all know how I feel about that theory. I'm not here for it. Um, and... I just don't, I don't want to hear it. Um, so that yeah, definitely not a dinosaur. The other theory um, that I thought was kind of hilarious is that it could have been a walrus. Uh, there were like three or four um, eyewitness reports where people described the head to be more walrus-like. Um, the overall majority was, was very much like, no, it looks like an alligator. Um, so I don't really know what happened um, to those couple of people that thought it looked like a walrus. But the only walruses that are found in the United States are the Pacific walrus, and it is only found in the state of Alaska, which is pretty far away from Utah. Um, then we have the alligator theory, obviously. Um, you know, head of an alligator kind of points to maybe this could have been an alligator. But unfortunately, Utah's water is a little bit too cold for an alligator, and it would be really difficult for an alligator to make its way um, to Utah. It just doesn't really make sense. It's not really super, um, super likely. So then we have the paddlefish. Um, unfortunately, the paddlefish is only found in the United States in the Mississippi River. That's the only place that we have it um, in there. So again, unless it grew legs and somehow survived walking all the way to Utah, super unlikely. Plus, the paddlefish looks like a swordfish. Um, it's got a really long snout and they don't get that big. Um, yeah. And the, they're really cool looking. I feel like you guys should all Google a paddlefish. Um, unfortunately, there's only like a hundred, less than a hundred left in the United States, which is really sad. Um, but they're very cool looking. And then <clears throat> the very last theory that we have, and this is the one that always makes the most sense. I feel like it's the one that I, you guys know how I feel about like monsters. I don't particularly love them. Um, so for me, this is the theory that my brain always wants to go to. The sturgeon. We have all seen the sturgeon. We love the sturgeon. The sturgeon can explain so many things. But being a fish that can grow up to like 16 feet long and literally looks like a monster, the sturgeon is like usually, I think, the number one suspect when it comes to lake monsters. Um, if you listen to my Mugwump slash Old Tessie episode, you would know that that one was basically just a, sur a sturgeon. I think that's the only other lake monster episode I've ever done because I don't really care about lake monsters. I know that is a hot take. I am sorry. 
we are all allowed to have opinions. Um, but anyway, sturgeons, man, they just, they're long and they're creepy looking and they live in all of these lakes. And I feel like it's, it's very likely that 90% of the time it's just a sturgeon. But, you know, again, that's my opinion. So who knows? Anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed this really weird lake monster. Um, this is probably, again, we just heard my opinions on lake monsters. This is probably one of the only ones I genuinely like. And I think it's just because, like, the addition of the Mormon church being so interested in this creature, like, really hits right for me because I grew up going to the Mormon church. Um, I just think that part of it is so interesting that it makes me want to know everything I possibly can about this creature. You know, why is the interest there? Why are they so, um, hell-bent on finding this weird creature? I don't know. I just, it's crazy and weird. But that is what I have for you guys this week. I hope you have enjoyed these, these ramblings of a mad woman about the bear-like monster. Um, I will be back next week with a new episode for you guys. Hope you tune in. Um, and I will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.